Do you want to lead life to its fullest as an independent music teacher? You're in the right place. Welcome to episode 102 of the Piano Pantry podcast. I'm your host, Amy Chaplin, a piano teacher who is also on a quest to support and enrich the lives of this community with amiable advice, practical products, and simple solutions. If you're tired of your life and business feeling like it's on overload, take a step back because I've got your back. Today, thanks to a request from teacher friend and fellow blogger Jennifer Fox, I'm maximizing on my joy of cooking and sharing tips for you on how you can be more intentional in utilizing your freezer to get dinner on the table. While most of us, I'm sure, would like to eat our evening meal and feed our families at a somewhat reasonable hour, as independent teachers, we often work through what would normally be dinner prep hours. While we're on the topic, you might want to go back and listen to episode four, Dinner Hour Meets Teaching Hour, where I share six different things you can do to help get dinner on the table. In today's episode, we're focusing on how you can prep your freezer to make mealtime more streamlined and less stressful. After publishing episode 81 of the podcast last fall entitled What's for Lunch, where I share some easy and healthy go-to eats for the midday meal, Jennifer, who I mentioned in the intro, messaged me inquiring if I had any freezer meal ideas on my blog. What I told her, and I'll tell you now, is that I've never been a big freezer meal person myself. When I say that, though, I just mean in regards to what most people probably think of when we say freezer meal. And that's a recipe where you can dump every, or almost every, item into a gallon Ziploc bag and freeze so it's ready to pour directly into a slow cooker or instant pot, and voila! Now, I have nothing against these types of meals. I've just never gotten into doing this type of prep. Perhaps some of it is also that not everything freezes well, so you might often end up with similar ingredients, and I like lots of variety. I don't know. What my mom did a lot growing up over the years, and what I tend to do, is to keep staple ingredients on hand in the freezer, some of which might require or at least do better if you prep before freezing, and some of which may not require much extra effort. I thought this was a perfect topic for this month, as everyone is usually a little more hyper-aware of what they're eating in January after the holidays. Plus, those of us who get colder weather in January and February are looking to utilize our slow cookers and ovens a lot more over the next two months. Here's my first bit of overall general advice. When it comes to meats especially, don't just throw them in the freezer. Even a pack of two like bone-in skin-on chicken breasts freeze in such a thick like solid state, it has to be defrosted almost entirely before they'll separate. Take the time to segment out and freeze things in a way that will allow them to defrost more quickly. That means in smaller segments or in single layers. We'll talk a little more details as we go along, but just keep that in mind. Smaller is better for easy, quick access, ease of use, and flexibility. 
When considering how to make the freezer work for you and your family, I think it helps to name and recognize your cooking style. What works for you? Do you have a handful of go-to meals you frequently make? Do you follow things like Taco Tuesday to keep it simple and streamlined? Great. You'll want to figure out what ingredients from those staple recipes could be frozen beforehand so you know they're always on hand. Depending on how big of a family you have, I would suggest maybe four to six weeks worth. So if you do tacos every Tuesday and need one and a half pounds of ground beef to feed everyone, then you would want four to six one and a half pound segments of meat. It's even better if you can take the time to pre-cook and pre-season it so you're just reheating, especially when it's something simple like taco meat. Are you someone who likes to get creative and make lots of different things with no recipes? Consider what base ingredients you prefer. Maybe you eat a lot of smoked sausage, salmon, or pasta. So pre-slice smoked sausage, lay it flat on a sheet pan to freeze, then toss it into a Ziploc bag or container once it's frozen. You could buy a whole salmon, which is much cheaper than smaller portions, and slice it into two inch wide portions and then put two or three in a Ziploc bag or how many you need depending on family size. A two inch wide piece of salmon defrosts way faster than a whole salmon filet. If you do a lot of pasta, maybe you keep one cup containers of marinara sauce in stock or even baggies of half cup portions of fresh pre-shredded Parmesan cheese. Let's think about this type of freezer meal prepping. There's a lot of flexibility. If I can encourage you to keep one thing on hand that you've taken the time to segment out and freeze separately, it's protein. Take those fresh chicken portions out of the prepackaging, lay them out on a sheet pan and freeze until solid, then put them into a plastic bag or container so that you can grab as many as you need. It is so handy to be able to just grab one or two pieces of chicken breast at a time. Most chicken breasts are really thick too, right? So they can easily dry out when you roast chicken or cook most chicken breast recipes. Like it's so hard to make them moist. So I often cut them into smaller pieces first horizontally so that they're not so thick. And then sometimes even in half if they're really large. Pre-cooked hamburger and onion is a great way to keep um, things in stock for soup months. So you can put about one to one and a half pound portions of hamburger into a pint-sized Ziploc bag and then lay it flat, press the air out of the bag. And not only does it defrost easily in its flat state, but it stores more easily in a flat state. So you can put... um, them sometimes I have them standing up sometimes I have them laying down or on their side it just makes for more convenient storage another protein that's really handy to do this with is rotisserie chicken anytime I see one on sale I grab one pick the meat off the bone and then freeze it flat in again a plastic bag I already mentioned pre-slicing smoked sausage and the same goes for bacon When you need a few slices for a recipe, the last thing you want is for the entire pack to be frozen because you can't peel them apart. You have likely seen ideas online like, you know, you can roll it up into a spiral and freeze them individually, 
or you could lay out individual pieces on parchment paper um, and then kind of roll it up and, and uh, freeze it like in a big roll. So I'll like, I'll put one piece down, roll out the parchment, put another piece, and then I start rolling up the paper into like a, um, I don't know, like a pumpkin loaf, you know, kind of spiral. These are all good ideas. I really don't have a go-to one for storing bacon. Um, I just know that I'm always really annoyed when I know I need a few pieces of bacon for something and all you have is a solid frozen pack. <laughs> if you have a recipe that you do a lot that maybe calls for chopped bacon, you could even pre-chop and freeze it or pre-cook bacon and then freeze it chopped up either way. Other staples I think are good to keep on hand include frozen vegetables, especially corn. I really like roasted corn and plain corn having both on hand. Um, peas, spinach, and green beans. And by the way, if you are a Trader Joe's person, the French style frozen green beans are about all we eat anymore. It is a wonderful easy side to do a quick roast in the oven with. And they're just like really like skinny tender green beans. So good. I think I've got three bags in the freezer because there was one time in this past season that I went to Trader Joe's and I only get to go like every six weeks because we don't live super close um, and they were out of green beans. So the last time I went, I grabbed three bags. <laughs> now there are a few items that you might find surprising that I think are useful to keep on hand. One is tomato paste. More often than not, recipes call for one to two tablespoons and not like an entire six ounce can. So I buy one can, portion it out into one tablespoon segments, like I'll just get a flat plate or a container and then just spread them out so that they don't touch each other. Then you freeze them until they're solid, pop them out of the container and then put them into a bag or another container separately. So you wanna freeze stuff so it doesn't stick together. Pre-cooked rice has actually been the most recent lifesaver for us. With just two of us in the house, it's so nice to be able to grab a handful or just to grab a bag of pre-cooked rice. Like I usually, I think they're like maybe two cup segments, maybe three cups and defrost it in the microwave just a few minutes as a base for like a stir fry or for just having simple like roasted fish or to accompany chili crisp eggs for lunch, which is one of our newest favorites. <laughs> and an item I probably mentioned in the lunch episode number 81. So chili crisp eggs, oh, so good. If I get motivated enough, sometimes I freeze beans like kidney beans, red beans, black beans, chickpeas, um, actual canned beans. So <laughs> believe it or not, what I do is I just open a can of beans, I'll rinse it out, um, get them laid out on a paper towel just to dry a little bit, pop them into the freezer, and then again, laying them flat in a single layer. And what that does is that just saves a little bit of time that you don't have to mess with rinsing them um, when you're going to make your recipe, right? That step is already done, and you can just dump them out of the bag into the crock pot or into the skillet. Sometimes you don't even need a whole entire can for recipes. So when you need just half of a can, it's really nice to just be able to freeze the other half. And then it makes a great easy addition to add to other dishes, like just grab a handful and add into some rice or anything else. Keeping bread around has never been that feasible with just two of us in the house. We don't eat a lot of bread itself, um, but I like having it when we want it. So I started freezing whole loaves of bread. 
most of the time you can pretty easily break off two or three pieces individually or one piece without it like freezing totally solid. So it's convenient in that you can just toss the whole loaf in the freezer. Our favorite brand right now is Dave's Killer Bread. And particularly, we really like the 21 whole grains and seeds. They're really small pieces. They're nice and thin, and they're only like 70 calories a piece. I also like to keep a bag of frozen rolls in the freezer for when the family comes over. I have two teen nephews, and sometimes I just need a little extra to fill out the meal for them. It's called food insurance, right? <laughs> the last two bits of advice to give aren't groundbreaking, to be honest. First, just always keep a small handful of pre-made meals. And second, make extras anytime you can and freeze leftovers. I can't tell you how thrilled I was when I discovered Trader Joe's years ago. I was never that impressed with most pre-made meals at my local grocer, although that was like way back in the day. And in the past 20 years, honestly, that has started to change as people are looking for healthier options. But Trader Joe's still has the best, in my opinion. We always keep a few on hand, like chicken fried rice, pot stickers, and of course, always a frozen pizza. By the way, if you're a Trader Joe's fan like me, I have a blog post on the Piano Pantry website with some of my favorite go-to items, and you can find the link for that in the show notes. I hope you found today's tips helpful and that you find some time to prep your freezer a bit for the coming months. Before we go, just a reminder that registration is open for the winter session of my online digital organization course. If you are someone who opens your computer every day and cringes a little bit because of the clutter, or tells yourself every time you downloaded something new that you have got to be more consistent with where it goes, or hardly if ever deletes apps from your device, or struggles to keep your email box under control, then this coaching series is for you. Beginning on January 22nd, we'll meet on Mondays and Tuesdays over a three-week period from 12 o'clock to 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and together work to gain clarity and control of six key areas of your digital workspace, including files, media, email, and more. Early bird registration ends this Friday, January 12th. Visit pianopantry.com forward slash digital for more details and to register. If you'd like to follow up with anything I've mentioned on today's show, including links and a full transcript, head over to pianopantry.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 102.